0: I got a, a message from our friend Rick Simone from the uh, – we, well, we, we talked to him throughout the, the entire pandemic as a result of his position as the Federal Hill Commerce Association. But he also represents the, uh, the, the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. And I can't tell you specifically how many people have told uh, – people who live in southeastern Massachusetts, members of my family who I talk to, how many people who are, who, who are planning on going to Providence and spending money in the next week or two. As part of Christmas celebrations and other types of gatherings with coworkers and friends and whatnot who are now sitting here going, I don't think I'm going to go. And that's just a small sample of my little world, never mind all the other economic development. we got a PPAC show coming up next weekend, right? Moulin Rouge, you've heard the advertisements. Uh, a lot of people come from the East Bay, try to get to Providence for a show on the weekend. This is all going to – that money that comes into the city for dinners for or drinks and for all this other stuff – it all has a reverberation economically, and the business—I'm sure—the business community is completely and totally uh, fixated on what this means for them. Well, Rick represents those people and joins us on the line right now before the press conference. Hi, Rick. Hey, Matt. So, uh, what's—I was going to ask you. I was going to call you yesterday because uh, I thought of you when at all this. Give us an idea of what it's been like in the business community, specifically, obviously in Providence, but the Small Business Coalition, obviously businesses from all over. Uh, what's the scuttlebutt? What is, what's the word on the street? What are you guys looking for?
1: Well, the scuttlebutt is a lot of concern. I mean, at this point, it's, you know, the last 24 hours, it's, you know, there's been basically four traffic cycles of this counting this morning, but the last 24 hours for us was really determining, okay, would this have an effect of what was going to happen? And the more word spread of, you know, those traffic hours of people being stuck for two, three hours, four hours, the more word spread, the more devastating the situation became for our small businesses, you know, from East Providence through Providence and even beyond at this point. Because there's there, the ripple effect is is intense. I mean, you know, the examples I'm being given since yesterday is that deliveries didn't happen. You know, right. we had issues with liquor delivery not happening, food deliveries not happening. Um, you know, I, I just got off the phone before I got on with you with a salon owner that he's being asked if the salon can stay open on can open on Sundays and Mondays, the days that they're normally closed, because people aren't going to come out Monday through Friday, or even on Saturday, because mm. they're concerned about getting stuck in traffic. Right. You know, so this is, it's widespread when it's something like this, you know, the East Providence business owners that I've talked to naturally, you know, I had a a gentleman last night that said he had two tables in his restaurant. He said on a night that he would normally be packed going into the holiday season, he had two tables and he said, and two of his employees had to walk to work, you know, that the employees couldn't even get there. So it's just that the ripple effect is intense. And what we're really calling on is, you know, we, there's not a, a fair assessment for any of us to go out and blame any one politician or any one person Mm -hmm. for this situation, because it's not going to change anything. It's not going to have an effect on us. It's not going to make a difference for us. What we need is what happens now, what happens from here out. And what we've called on this morning is we've had great conversations with Commerce Secretary Liz Tanner, Julietta in her office. And what we've called upon is for the Commerce Corporation to put out a survey to understand the extent of what this has done just in a very brief amount of time um, so that they can really have an assessment because should federal funding become available, we will insist that in some way our small businesses are able to, that were affected negatively, this will be able to get taken care of in some way. Yeah, this I don't be... think that that's unfair for a situation they had nothing to do with.
0: No, I think you're right. And I think what's interesting about this is that I think the real, I, I, the first day is always going to be crazy. We're, we're not, we don't really know what this is going to be like, uh, I think, probably for a couple of days to see kind of where we get the groove is that everybody's going to sit in. I'm sure there'll be hiccups as that goes. This weekend's going to tell the tale. Uh, And I know, obviously, we talk mostly about the hospitality part of of, even though you represent more businesses, just the hospitality business. But I would imagine even retail other places, the weekend is the is the moneymaker. And so this is going to be I I, I don't know if they're expecting if they're projecting. I don't know what they they, I don't know if they they even know how to judge this. Uh, What's the talk about the weekend? What what's going to look like? You have any idea yet?
1: So this is the, the biggest thing that we're seeing is that, right you know, you're right. Weekends are always good. We always count on weekends. But this time of year, it should be that you're busy, whatever you are, whether you're retail, whether you're a salon, whether you're a restaurant, that you're busy Wednesday through Sunday right now because you're closing out the year. This is the time of year we all depend on to close the year in a solid way. Mm-hmm. And for this year not being as great as everybody thought it was, this is more important than ever for us. And right now, it's it's not looking that way. I mean, we've already got cancellations going into the weekend for regular dining. We've already got retailers that are being told that you know that people aren't going to be keeping. We have specialty retailers that people are telling me they're not keeping their appointments. I have a caterer that's based in Providence, a wonderful woman, Kate, that's on the board of the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition, and she told me as of this morning she's had 11 cancellations for events. That mm. catering's their livelihood. That's mm. what they do. Yeah. You know, and whether they're based in Providence, but it doesn't mean their business is just in Providence. Mm-hmm. So if they're delivering for corporate parties or they're counting on people coming into an event that they're catering at a venue in Providence, people are not wanting to do that. Um, And 11, I mean, that's, that's spanning into New Year's. So people are already, you know, based on this one situation, they're already making decisions into the next two, three weeks, and that's what we're seeing Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's moving forward. I think that's going to be the question as to whether or not, I mean, obviously, the the temporary solution, the two lanes on on the eastbound side is going to to offer, I would imagine, you hope, major relief compared to what it is now. Um, And then uh, hopefully there'll be some level of getting back to normal then uh, while the bridge is repaired for the next three months. Uh, but we don't know. I mean, I, I even the two lanes. I mean, you're cutting down the highway's capacity in half. Either way, once that even once that solution is is, is enacted. So, you know, moving forward, there's also going to be another thing. So, what are you looking to do? You want to be part of any sort of emergency money? What if emergency money doesn't come in? Have you talked to people? Because I know that's kind of up in the air. Maybe we'll hear more from the governor in a couple minutes here about that part. Because I guess the circumstances being that nobody lost life here, thank God. Um, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't I guess it doesn't meet the, the definition according to the regulations of emergency type uh, funding, but there may be other types of funding that could come. Um, you know, what is your what is your exposure like to the decision makers that are making this? and What are they telling you?
1: Well, right now they're telling us that they're trying to figure out how, what the effects really are. And that's what we're trying to impress upon.
0: Right. So if want- they can
1: get this survey out, that they can measure the effects across the board, not just for businesses and problems. Like I said, these problems in hard but it's still uh, hitting everywhere else. So we're really calling them at this point to release that because should an emergency declaration be put in, there's still pockets of funds in our belief that can come from a a variety of sources, whether it's the SBA, whether it's extra funds that are out there from COVID stuff for the construction projects. We we don't know yet without getting this communication to them, but we don't think it was clearly understood what the effects of this has been beyond traffic, beyond people waiting two,
0: three hours. No, when you say a survey- when you're a sur- say a survey, what do you, what you want? Like an email sent out where people can uh, offer input, a hotline? What are you looking to do?
1: At this point, I don't think a hotline is necessary. I think something that we can provide to our members that they can quickly fill out to say, "Affected oh, the... and explain." Whether it's just spending 24 hours, or if it's what they know is happening. Rick, you just you just
0: blipped out for a second. Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry, I want people to hear what you said in its entirety. You just yeah, no, yep. At this
1: point, I don't. Th- at this point, I don't think getting a hotline is gonna is matter. No one's going to want to spend 20 minutes on the phone negating and going back and forth on this. I think just being able to express what they've experienced in a short period of time and what they've already been told they're going to experience in the coming weeks is what's important. They need to understand the depths of where this is beyond just being held up in traffic. That perception of being held up in traffic for Rhode Islanders and Southern Mass people, it, it, it weighs into everything that you do. And you know that, that's another challenge for us is getting past the perception of this because it could come to Saturday and Sunday and the traffic volumes are, are down greatly where it's taking you normally your 45 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes from where you're coming. And people just sit back and have the perception, oh, no, it's going to be three hours on a Saturday and Sunday as well. And, you know, so I think it's how we communicate these things and get the word out in addition to requesting assistance.
0: Yeah. so I, I would imagine, I mean, your your relationship with the McKee administration, I think, has been good. Um, have you reached out to Secretary Tanner? And, and is that uh, is that conversation ongoing? What have they said to you about this?
1: Yes, absolutely. The key information, the administration is definitely listening. we reached out, provided several pieces of information this morning alone, several conversations with Secretary Tanner. Um, we have requested this survey directly to her, um, and she has told us that they are on it and that they expect to get something out very shortly, so we're counting on that so that we can hopefully get something out as early as possible today. So. We do appreciate Secretary Tanner's response and the governor's to that, mm-hmm. but it, it needs to be clearly understood. And it's, you know, at this point, no one's looking for a loan. No one's out there wanting to go borrow money for a problem that didn't come from their their meaning. So at this point, we need to be understood that if funding becomes available, what is the next scenario? What is the best way to assist with that?
0: And so people should be on the lookout in what way, if, if there are businesses out there that aren't members of the coalition, aren't members of, of the, the Commerce Association, Obviously, they'd want to have some input. What can they do to get a hold of you to get this to get uh, on a list where they can get this the same survey?
1: Yeah, they can go. I mean, I can get emailed on it, but we've asked Commerce Corporation to make the survey on the homepage as soon as it's available. Got it. Okay. So we're going to send it out. We're going to send it out to our members and our associates. But we have asked Commerce Corporation to put this up the second that's available, very visible on the homepage. And then, you know, we would expect that they would be putting out the information to the media. As well as on social media, just as we would. So we will be following up on that to make sure that happens.
0: All right. So if you're a business owner, you operate a business, be on the lookout. There could be possibly a survey coming out to describe for you to describe the the, the extent to which you've been impacted financially as a result, or you will be impacted as financially as a result of this this closure. So that way, if there is any funding that comes forward, you'd be able to um, you know at least try to claim some or or participate in whatever program comes in exists. Uh, Rick, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Best of luck to all the businesses out there this weekend specifically. I know what a hell of a time to come, right? I mean, it's literally, no, it's, it's go time.
1: It's the end of the year. It's a really poor time for us to have this. And Matt, one thing I just want to add before I could go is to the yeah. general public as a whole, we, we ask for your patience. You, you know, we've all been through these situations over the last few years where small businesses have been so negatively impacted, people working, supply chain issues, et cetera. We ask for your patience because communicate with us because we can let you know if there's other alternatives as to what to do. And if you do feel the extreme need that you got to cancel something, definitely consider rescheduling it. If you're canceling your holiday party, move it to mid-January when the situation would be all better. Don't cancel it altogether. So we're just asking for the public to stay in communication with us, look for alternatives, and see what happens over the next few days.
0: Awesome, Rick Simone. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. All right, Rick Simone from the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition and the Federal Hill Commerce Association. Obviously, the businesses.